the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, in a Allen family uh, wrestling-related after dark. Um, Uh-oh. That means I gotta bring, I gotta bring my A-game. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a lot, well, and some of it, good news, I think you were, you were there in person for a good chunk of what we're <laughs> gonna talk about, so you, you can bring your B-plus game for that at the very least. Perfect. Um, so we've got a few big things that, uh, wrestling-wise that are happening, some local, some a little more national, right. uh, some, you know, right in our backyard here, so we'll talk about kind of all of them. Uh, let's start with, I think, the big news uh, that's happening this week. AEW, Double or Nothing, happened yes. in Las Vegas, the show that sold, sold out pretty much the main arena in about four minutes, uh, about 12,000 tickets total from what they tell us. Uh, I believe they even joked that there was 20,000 people in there because it's wrestling and they can lie about how many people are actually <laughs> in the arena, which I thought was hysterical. Um, but uh, a lot of big news coming out of that one. We actually now... Uh, full disclosure, Shelly and I did not watch the entire uh, po- the entire uh, pay-per-view. We did um, not. Uh, this will be very much, for those of you that don't know, uh, Zach Romero has a show that he does called The Final 30, uh, which I highly recommend looking up sometime, where he watches a horror movie, but he only watches the last 30 minutes of it, and then he makes a decision over whether, based off of that last 30 minutes, if the rest of the movie's worth going back to watch. So I think that's kind of what you and me did. We watched <laughs> some highlights of it to decide later on if we're going to go back and watch the entire pay-per-view and pay the money for it. Very now, true. don't get me wrong. If we were home that Saturday, we would have probably ordered it. Uh, we had already had other plans. We were out of the house. Um, but, uh, so some of the big news, Hangman Page uh, won their uh, their battle royal and went to chance to, to battle for the AEW title uh, against the winner of whoever was, uh, was going to win the Jericho Omega match, which we'll obviously we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but what are your thoughts on Hangman Page being the big winner of the Battle Royal? We did get to watch some highlights of that. It looks like it was a, a very fun Battle Royal from what I could tell. So It did look like a fun Battle Royal. However, it definitely looked like an independent Battle Royal. So, yeah. And, and that... not like... I, it, yep. just, it just didn't have the same, like, movement that... WWE right multi-man events do now so yeah you you definitely said while we were watching the clips this looks like a new company and I remember I asked you is that a good thing or a bad thing and you said both oh, um yes. and, and then we stopped talking about it because we knew we were going to record in a second so <laughs> um so yeah I think like if you're coming if you were a WWE fan right and someone was said hey go watch this pay-per-view and that was the only match you watched, you would come off with a, well, they kind of look like, I don't know, the Dunedin Blue Jays. You know what I mean? Like, they look like a AAA team right there in comparison to maybe seeing the other stuff. But also, if you like independent wrestling, that was a really great independent wrestling scramble. So, I just think it was like both. Like, it just didn't... It didn't come off as big company as okay. much as some of the other matches did. Okay. But 
like on an independent level, that's right. like the biggest independent scramble I've seen. You okay. know what I mean? So like, so for that battle royal, what do you think they should have tried to make it look more WWE, or do you think it was good that the way they they did it to try to set themselves apart? And and I guess you know what would what would you have done differently in that instance then? No, I don't think I would have done anything differently. I don't think it's a outright a bad thing that it wasn't the same. I think they have to set themselves apart from being WWE, and this looked more original. Okay. Of a of a twenty one man battle royal, like it just it just came off differently. Okay. So, I think it it shows though that they're also a new company that they have room to grow. Right. Because, like, it wasn't perfect. Right. So, but it was great. Like, okay. I really enjoyed it. I just have to say that it definitely, that was the one, the one piece that I really felt like looked like AEW, brand new company, first pay-per-view. Okay. You know? Very interesting. Uh, other big news, uh, Awesome Kong uh, made her return to the, to the ring, as far as I'm aware, in quite a while. Um, she, I, I don't believe she's done anything wrestling related in quite a bit other than, uh, being one of the main characters in the glow series on Netflix. True. Um, thoughts on awesome Kong returning, who I know is always kind of one of your favorites. So. She, she is very much one of my favorites. I'm glad to see her come back to wrestling. I think that's awesome. Um, I don't know. I think she's good for women's wrestling. So I like to see that. I like to see that they're starting off kind of strong with some women in yeah. their, you know, company. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. They, I need more women. <laughs> and they, and they so far have a really excellent women's division going on there. So when they finally decide to, decide to put a title on somebody and things like that, I think yeah. they've got a, a great start. Uh, but I definitely think there are a lot more great women out there that I hope they get a chance to take a look at. Yeah. Um, me too. Or that, you know, all overall wrestling gets a chance to take a look at, but. You know, we'll we'll see where they go on that one. Um, totally. Uh, Bret Hart appeared, which was very interesting, uh, to debut the new AEW World Title. The title itself is gorgeous. I do like the new title. Um, I think I've shown it to you before, and you, yes. I believe I'm trying to remember what you. I'm trying to remember what you said about it. What were your thoughts on the title? It was really pretty, but it was like gold, gold, gold. Right. Gold, gold. I think you thought it was too much. It's a little which, too much. Which I, I disagree. I think that's kind of what a belt should be. It should be like. Too much. I, I Maybe, look. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just a very large <laughs> belt. <laughs> so to me, I felt like it was a little, a little overwhelming. But mm-hmm. it's nice. It's a pretty belt. I couldn't give two poops who brought it out. Right. But like, well, and I think the the surprise thing. So apparently, the the rumor was Ric Flair was supposed to bring it out originally, but Flair was just in the hospital and had medical issues. Right. So apparently, Cody called Brett personally to ask him if he would do it and brett said yes um and it's just one of those things where due to brett's kind of odd relationship with the wwe and the fact that he just went into the hall of fame again and stuff like that that it was just very interesting that he was there to begin with Mm -hmm. um and we'll we'll talk about that debut and somebody else and how that might affect people in the wwe in a minute Um, but um I mean, if you're going to have somebody debut the title, though I am admittedly not a Bret Hart fan by any stretch of the imagination, um, yeah. and it's I don't have anything personally, I don't know the man, 
I just always found his in-ring boring. I just, yeah. I, like, it's not my cup of tea. So, right. But I appreciate his place in history and wrestling and why he was there. It gives them a good name to, like, to debut yeah. that belt. So, um, Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes uh, had a bloodbath, um, mostly <laughs> yeah. on Dustin's part. Um, but uh, a lot of people are saying match of the night for these two, which was, uh, I find that very interesting when you've got like Jericho Omega, you know, later on in the, you know, later on in this show and thing and, or, uh, the young bucks and, uh, the Lucha brothers were That's earlier true. on the show, yeah. but kind of an old school, like fight between yeah. two brothers with a lot of history is definitely becoming the, the match of the night. We got to see some highlights of it. Um, uh, I saw a very good highlight video that that showed, like cut it down to about 10 minutes worth. Um, and from what I saw, I can see what all the hype was about. Yeah, Um, no, me too. I, the video we watched, even the few spots I got to see were really great. Now, um, afterwards, uh, Cody did Cody won. Sorry. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it before, but you too bad. Uh, Cody won the match, uh, a hard fought battle. Dustin's bleeding all over the place. And actually at one point you had said, because, um, I showed you one, the, the part we're going to talk about after this and you're like, Jesus, the ring's bloody. What happened? And I went, Dustin did. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a lot, like it's definitely not a WWE pay-per-view. No, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but, uh, Cody asked his brother in one of the, in what a lot of people are calling one of the, you know heart-wrenching tear-jerking moments of the of the show uh to be his uh to be his tag partner against the young bucks uh at the next pay-per-view and he basically stated that he wasn't looking for a tag partner he wasn't looking for his friend he needed his older brother and they hugged and the the interesting part about that is uh is that it is um a very close comparison to and a promo that dusty had cut um asking Dustin asking him asking Dustin to have him as his tag partner for something Dustin was doing. So they borrowed a few lines right from that. And actually I'll have to show you a video of this at one point that cuts back and forth between the Cody promo and Dusty's promo. And you can see kind of where they're going for it. And it makes it even more like, like you want to just like tear up because they obviously made sure their dad was in the building as it were. And I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that is right into the heart of all of you who who really idolize this family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a different love affair, I guess, with them. So it was really heartfelt, like it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I bought it. I was in. I was yeah. in for it. You, you weren't in the same way I was. Yeah, so not think, the same so. way, maybe. Uh, maybe because I have a really hard time watching a man bleeding to death. I mean, <laughs> Dustin is <laughs> bleeding out, dude. It was ridiculous, but yeah, it it was really cool. I thought it was a great moment. I but I love both characters, so like right. I'm really, really about kind of how this is going to go. Yeah. So uh, next, Jer- uh, Chris Jericho beats Kenny Omega, uh-huh. uh, clean apparently with the new Judas effect finisher uh, that spinning back elbow apparently connected and put uh, put Omega down clean. From what I heard, uh, Jericho. Definitely decided to get on the mic afterwards and uh, demand a thank you from everybody because the whole reason AEW is in existence is, of course, because of him. Man, did he pontificate. He, well, oh, Jericho likes to do that. Oh. Um, though one thing I do want to mention, Jericho's entrance was awesome, too, because they had a 
a really cool bit where um, all the lights went out, the lights come up, and they had somebody, um, you didn't see who, obviously, but they had a stand-in double uh, dressed in Jericho's old Lionheart gear doing the arm spread pose, and the, the screens popped up the Lionheart logo, and then the lights went off. And the lights came back up, and there was another person out there with the list of Jericho covering his face, obviously. But with the clipboard and the list, lights went out. Uh, the light-up jacket lit up, because I know that's always your favorite. The place went nuts for that. And did, the, and did that intro for a second, and lights went out. And then when they came up again, then it was actually Jericho uh, in his, like, like geek fedora get-up. Because now he wears <laughs> a fedora and, like, a spike jacket. It's a little weird, but... <laughs> But the little nod to his other, like, the other eras of Jericho I thought was really cool. So, I know you hate Chris Jericho, though, so. Look. You despise Chris Jericho. I can't, I can't get on board as a grown man in, like, a jacket and underwear. I don't know. Like, he just doesn't do it for me. I was really happy to see him in pants. Like, I just, he's just a hundred. And, like, when does he, when is he going to stop wrestling? Never. I don't know. Um. So, well, then probably the part that you probably liked the most then after uh, Jericho pontificated for a bit. Uh, for like four minutes. The uh, the oh. artist formerly known now as, uh, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now back to his original uh, wrestling name of John Moxley, uh, made his uh, debut, uh, as it were, and dropped Jericho on his head, dropped the referee on his head, kicked the referee in the ribs. I for, know. For some unknown reason. I don't know what the ref did to piss him off. Uh, but then him and uh, Kenny Omega got into quite the brawl, which ended up brawling through the crowd, up on top of a large stack of poker chips that they had there as part of their set decoration, because they were in Vegas, to which Omega got um, Dirty Deeds DDT'd onto that, and then thrown off of the stack of poker chips into what I'm hoping was a table. Because <laughs> um, if there was nothing there, that had to hurt like hell. I'm hoping um, a nice soft pillow. The man right. had gotten beat up to make uh, to make Moxley's debut definitely a a, a memorable one to say the least. Um, Moxley did cut a promo afterwards, yes. uh, where he talked about this is the partigrim the partigrim shift of wrestling right now that they're changing everything and basically gave the big middle finger to WWE. Uh, who he then talked about on Jericho's podcast that they had apparently recorded a couple days beforehand um, to talk about all things uh, his WWE career and why he left. Um, Some of that including basically uh, things that we've been hearing a lot anyway, that um, Vince is probably going senile, he doesn't have the pulse of wrestling fans anymore, uh, that the people who are writing the scripts are basically just writing to the whims of whatever Vince wants to see, not what fans want to see. Uh, and that they'll constantly try to get them to say stuff that they simply don't agree with. Um, apparently for one thing for him, um, where, when Roman Reigns was out with his leukemia concerns, uh, that I guess they were trying to do stuff to like, get heat on him by saying stuff about Roman and he apparently straight out refused to do that. So uh, I thought the other very interesting thing is when they offered him a new contract, he says he didn't even look at it. He just got rid of it because he said, doesn't matter if AEW was a thing or not, he was leaving no matter what. Um, And uh, yeah, I I find it all, like I said, with that going right into the podcast and stuff like that, I find, I find it all very 
interesting to see where this goes. Um, that was a really long way around <laughs> to all of that information about Moxley. But I'm going to go back first. Okay. Where he jumped into this pay-per-view. Right. And kicked, you know, some ass all around the ring. I was really excited about this. Uh, he looked good. He looked crazy. You know. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, I thought I thought way out into the crowd was a little much. Poor Omega had just fought, like, a really awesome fight. And broken his nose at the beginning of the yeah. match, apparently. So. And so, like, he was, you know, the fact that he wrestled all of that and, like, took all those bumps was, like, insane. But, um, yeah, it made Moxie look great. Like, I'm really excited to see, like, where they go with it. And if they want to feud him with Jericho, that's great, because I really love watching Jericho get worked. Uh Well, no, so now, so because Jericho won the match... Uh, he is going to be fighting Hangman Page, and That's the right. winner of that becomes the AEW champion. So, uh, knowing that that match is forthcoming, uh, who would you pick? I don't even know why I'm asking you, but who would you who would you pick to uh, win that match if you had your druthers? Look, Jericho is best used as someone for new talent to get over on because he has a great name. And he still wrestles really well and puts on a good match so that 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 person they're putting over looks amazing. That's his job now in life with his funky fedora (laughs) and lady scarves. Like, that's his role in life. Like, that's cool. It affords him to make really bad music. Like, yay. Uh, I I just am like, there's, it's a shoo-in for Paige in my book. Like, it's. I don't even know why this is a question. I don't. Next question. <laughs> like... uh, so uh, it does look like his next match was announced. His first match was announced, uh, which is uh, John Moxley will be taking on uh, IndyCast's favorite Joey Janela in his opening match. Oh Lord! Um, which should be interesting. Don't get me wrong. Um, I want to see where they go with it. I want right. to see what if he has more control of what his character's doing and saying and not like his years with WWE. Right. Like, let's see where that goes. Let's see what kind of, you know, amazing superstar he's going to be in a different situation. That would be nice. Right. So, uh, I don't know. And I think it's really interesting when the guys leave and they have something to say. Right. Um, I think podcasts afford wrestlers a unique time to like say something where they're, you know, like when you're not, when you're not right in front of Vince, it might be much easier to say right. the things that you want to say about him. So now that you're not in his company, it's a little easier to say the things you, well, I mean, we're, we're all disgruntled employees of somewhere. It, well, it's very interesting that you brought that up because, uh, the big thing lately has been because, um, a lot of what CM Punk said when he left mm-hmm. is similar to what this is. And a lot of people are comparing Ambro- uh, Moxley's, Ambrose's, whichever, interview with Jericho to the interview that Punk did with Colt Cabana on The Art of Wrestling. That a lot of the, his complaints about like how the shows are handled and like, and how like everybody's at the whim of Vince is, um, is comparable, but then uh, Dustin Rhodes after the show, after Double or Nothing, a lot of people were telling him, "Hey, this was we, you guys probably had the match of the night. How do you, you know, how do you feel about it?" And he got a little bit of emotional about it and basically talked about how 
for the past few years, his career's felt like he's been in prison because he hasn't been able to really like show what he can do type of deal. And that he didn't, he, he didn't feel the company had any belief in him and the stuff they were giving him was just ridiculous and things like that. Um, so, but so then you you're, the IWC has been very split. You get some people that are like, well, look what's going on. These wrestlers are leaving. Vince is apparently crazy. But then you get the other half that are like, well, yeah, you didn't like the way they booked you over there. So, of course, you're disgruntled and you're going to say that right. on the way out. So, I mean, I guess why not both would possibly be the question. But I mean, get- I'm sh- I, there has to be some of both, right? Like, there's obviously truth to what some of the disgruntled employees are saying. Mm-hmm. They're disgruntled for a reason. Um, in some cases, CM Punk was a huge superstar when he left. It wasn't like, it wasn't like maybe his years have passed him right. where some people might give that argument to Dustin. Like right. he's been wrestling a really long time. Like maybe he's just toward the twilight of his career. Sure. But I don't know when a lot of people say the same thing who are coming out of an organization, right. there's probably a problem. I think we know both are true. So I think, I think even wrestling you know, as the IWC, as we put it, uh, knows uh, lots of wrestlers leave WWE who go on to be great characters somewhere else and maybe get picked back up. Right. Like, that happens. They might not know what to do with you. It it just happens to really great wrestlers and not so great wrestlers. So sometimes it could be, you know, some of both. I'm upset I'm not there or hey, they just, you know, didn't know what to do with me. I'm going to go right. somewhere else. And some wrestlers are better off not being there. Right. I think there's lots of wrestlers, you know, as we're a show about independent wrestling, there are lots of wrestlers who don't need to go there. And AWE is trying to prove that those wrestlers have another place to be. Right. So, you know, I I like the fact that there's some sour grapes there. Good. Right. Have some competition. Right. I think we all know that when they had competition, WWE was better. Right. I think wrestling as a whole was better. Yeah. So let's do that. So, And it was very interesting just a couple of weeks before this happened. It was about three years ago that Cody had asked for his release and gotten yeah. it. And where he's taken his career in those past three years is very, very interesting. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see kind of where, Transcendent. AEW, I really think where it... AEW takes mm-hmm. things from this point. Yeah. Um, do I think they're immediate competition to WWE? No, but I mean, I think they're they're they have the right building blocks. It's just a matter of how they make sure they keep putting them all together. True. Um, I think what always is my biggest concern, and thankfully I didn't see this too much on this show per se, but um, how well that the especially the main four guys, um, Cody, the Bucks, and Omega, can keep from just making this the, hey, it's the Be The Elite show. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're a a big draw on the like, but making sure that, like, Cody or Omega or the Bucks or Hangman Page or a lot of the guys that they tend to pal around with are on the Be The Elite show aren't consistently, like, the main focus. Can they let somebody else rise up from there? And I, I think they can. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. So. Yeah, it, it it can't be the us show, right. you know. It just can't be. Right. It, so it has to branch out, and that's I think the difference between whether or not they can turn the corner, right, and really make it a um, a production that can rival right. bigger things. So 
Um, so let's go a little bit uh, smaller on that one. Uh, let's go to the ind- the real independent scene, especially one uh, that we're very uh, near and dear to our heart. Uh, Punk Pro Wrestling just had their most recent show. Yeah. Um, and obviously, for those of you that got to listen to the uh, Megapod with us and Turnbuckle Trash Talk beforehand, thank you. If you haven't already, we kind of break down the show on that episode, and that's just before this one. Yep. Go back and listen to it. Uh, me and Kent have a great time talking about it. Zach jumps in for a little bit, too. Um, and like we kind of talked about that one, the, the probably the highlight of this show would be um, card subject to change, which yes. you hear a lot about. Uh, but don't always see an effect or don't see an effect as majorly as it was on this one here because the main event for <coughs> for this show was supposed to be um, Caleb Conley uh, going up against uh, Troy Hollywood for the Get Your Shit In title. Um, Caleb Conley had travel issues, so that took yeah. him out. So then it becomes a big question of, well, what the hell do we do now? Um, and nothing against Caleb Conley, who's an amazing mm-hmm. talent, but I... I personally think that the match and the show we got out of it i don't think if if you had never told me caleb conley was going to be on the show i don't think anybody would have complained that he was gone i don't think that we've lost anything because of it so i'm sure that that match would have been great sure i'm sure it would have been awesome and i hope we get to see it in the future but the match that they replaced it with pretty darn stellar yeah so i have to say it was a a really great way so, for the show. So in the pre-show, uh, they moved a couple of the matches that were going to be on the main card into the pre-show uh, to become qualifiers to go up against um, Troy Hollywood. So the first one was Gabe Zilla uh, versus Zachary Cooper. Um, and I got to say, I love Gabe Zilla, who was undefeated up until this point in, in Punk Pro. Um, but Zachary Cooper... Uh, has become one of my new favorite people just based off of this this weekend. He was easily the MVP of the show. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I think there, there's a lot of comparisons of, of Zachary Cooper to Walter. I definitely see how those get there. Um, but he's a different beast than what Walter is. Don't get I me wrong. So. He's big yeah. and strong. His chops are great. But I think Zachary Cooper is younger and I think definitely I think is a more – at least to me, I think it's a more well-rounded talent than somebody like Walter, who I feel like is more just kind of a big tank type of scenario. So I, I have to say the the whole character really works, mm-hmm. like how he came in, his you know, like pre-match uh, discussion, his the way that he just the the whole carry himself. It was great, and through the match, I he really kept. Um, he just looked. He looked a little better, a little crisper. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting to watch. But I, w- mm-hmm. I have to say, it was a really good match. Definitely so, was. Yeah. Uh, the and that by the way, that match is up on, um, I believe, Punk Pro or Fully Gimmicks page. Uh, so I highly recommend going and looking that. Match it was up. really great. Um, the other match after that was uh, Going Rogue. That's right. Uh, Aaron Epic and Chip Day. Uh, for teaming for their, uh, to, to use Zach Romero's quote, for their first time in two goddamn years, um, <laughs> or taking on the team uh, known as technically Numero Uno, which is Jaden Newman and Sage Phillips. Um, I got to say, it, it's good to see Chip and Epic teaming up again. I think they're a great tag team. Um, but uh, Jaden Newman quickly became one of my favorites in this match. He did because um, he was a he's a jaw jacking son of a bitch. Boy, did he have people pissed at him! Yeah, by the he end talked- of that match. He talked really well. 
I really like the look of their tag team. I like yeah. flippy stuff. I like fast moving wrestling and it was really good. Um, I have to say I appreciate going rogue uh, because Chip Day steals my heart. Like yeah, I, I you just, do, you do heart Chip Day. I do heart him. I do. It's great. I love seeing him. I got a little fan girl when he came in, like I couldn't talk. Yeah, it was, I really like him. So when I get to see him and like, he threw some amazing stuff too. Oh, so yeah. like they really kept pace, His but kicks are still crisp as hell. And yeah, all he looked great. Stuff, so. so it was super fun. Uh, next was a get your shit in match. Uh, Speedy Ricky, who's becoming one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, Victor Vences, Beastly, who I was glad to see there. Beastly, not originally booked for that show. I love Beastly Brody. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert Martyr, Wayne Moxie, and, uh, everybody's favorite, the one and only Dick Danger, um, yes. <laughs> in, in, uh, in a typical get your shit in scramble, uh, and by typical, I mean, it's almost nothing typical because it's usually a madhouse. It's usually insanity. And this followed suit, uh, Dick Danger. Dick Danger. Wow. Uh, I'm so impressed how much the audience really loves this man. Like, oh gotcha. It's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. So like, being there live made a huge difference because oh, yeah. it's super fun to listen to everyone scream for him. But uh, yeah, he he is definitely like somebody that as soon as he comes out, if even if you've never seen him before, you're immediately going to cheer him on because I mean yeah. he's a he's captivating. Yeah, he's you know he's a little firecracker in what looks like the he's like. Dark helmet from freaking <laughs> Spaceballs. It's just like oh my goodness, yeah. Little with a huge helmet with a big old red, white, and blue helmet, and how you can't just love it. And he comes out and lets everybody like hit the helmet on the way to the ring and stuff it's, like that. It's, it's fun. It's super fun, I have to say. And the scramble was great. It was yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. So, uh, Danny Vincent, uh, the host of the Danny Vincent Show, uh, among many other things. Yeah, uh, I won't go through the whole list on that one there because I'll you. leave that for Zach. Uh, Zach, if you want to edit it in now, go ahead. Um, took on uh, the deadbeat Wolf Taylor, uh, who is I know also becoming one of your favorites. I know you do like Wolf. I do like Wolf. Uh, yeah, he he's awesome. I, actually, I don't I don't know what to say because right. I I feel like I constantly tell you how I think he's awesome. I and, and but... I don't I don't want to make this sound wrong here because I knew it was going to be a good match. Um, because they're both great talents. That was actually a much better match than I thought it was. So those guys yeah. like, had a really great chemistry in there, and I thought their match was probably my sleeper match of the night. I thought they were okay. really good. Yeah, I was going to um, say, they were a really good match. So, uh, Next match in that show was uh, uh, the Midnight Mermaid, Aspen Rose, uh, versus the Boss Chick, uh, Catalina Perez, uh, versus uh, friggin' crazy Kylene King uh, with Roger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So here's my so here's my thing. A- um, Aspen is probably one of my favorite characters in wrestling right now. I I love the look. I love it when she comes out. Um, but uh, and I love Catalina Perez. Catalina Perez is actually one of uh, our kids' favorites. One of our kids' favorites. Um, even though she's a bad guy, and Cheyenne can't always understand why she won't come over and high five her, and then I have to go. Shy, shy, she's a bad guy, honey. She can't be, like, clapping hands. That's not how it works. Uh, but Kylene King might be my, like, my favorite female wrestler in the, on the Florida scene right now. Uh, the crazy character's just great. I think she's great in the ring. Uh, and I don't think she's been doing it that long either. So the fact that she looks as 
crisp as she is in there is impressive. Uh, and I think she's got a, I think all three of them have a pretty great future, but uh, I think, like I say, Kylie King will definitely, I'm interested to see where she goes. So, uh, this match happened. It was good. <laughs> okay. We will, we will move on. Uh, <laughs> tag match, the Rapture, uh, took on critical mayhem in a very good high flying, uh, very good high flying match. I really like the Rapture. I, I would like to see more of them. You immediately um, after that match was like, dude, I like them. Right. <laughs> you were, you were really, I should really try to get them on the show. I don't yeah. know. I haven't done that yet. Um, uh, next match, the internet title, Hunter Law. Uh, the absolute best takes on the absolute worst, Drennan. I know. Uh, Hunter wins the internet title? It was, uh, it was like, I can't believe that just happened. And then I was like, yeah, that just happened. That just happened. Yeah, it was it was uh, really cool. And by the way, big, big props to Hunter Law, who on uh, Sunday, uh, I got to see him defend his, the internet title at a Tampa Bay Pro Show. In an, in an open challenge match that ended up being answered by one Saif Al Sabah in a building that the heat was probably at like at 102. I was like, um, what is this? The great sauna? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a great sauna battle royal. <laughs> um, but that match was amazing, even in the heat. And these those guys beat the crap. And then apparently, uh, Hunter drove out to the Gulf View Event Center where they were doing a uh, like a private show and defended the belt again. <laughs> Uh, killing against, it against Danny Vincent, so he defended the belt two two times in one day, uh, and he's had the belt for like a couple weeks. He's already defended the belt like two three times now. So, thank you, thank you, Hunter Law. Way to bring um, it. Yeah, no, right. So, I'm just saying, maybe maybe Drennan was slacking. Well, so you know, now he um, now he's got to work himself back up. So, uh, main event: the Get Your Shit In title. Uh, Troy Hollywood defending against uh, the aforementioned Zachary Cooper. And uh, both members of Going Rogue, uh, Going Rogue, Going Rogue, Ooh. Aaron Epic and Chip Bing Day, bong. yeah, so, uh, in a four-way get your shit in style matchup where somebody forgot to tell Epic and Day they weren't tag teaming it anymore. That was, but that's okay because that's still a lot of fun that they were kind of like trying to win the belt together. Um, it was cute. It was really funny. Um, but like I said, that match was, and again. That match is also the uh, another thing that definitely set to me that Zachary Cooper was easily the MVP of that night, though. He was amazing. So going match. into the show, now that we know the card changed, right, and we find out that Coop's going to be in the Cooper's going to be in the in the Coop. I wonder if people call him Coop. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call him Coop. You're going to call him Coop next time. Yeah. There we go. But I thought he was going to let me down. I was like, oh man, he's clearly. He's clearly going to be the one that gets picked on. That's like, oh, it's the guy that everyone's going to get over on. Because I was like, oh, he's just not as experienced as the other ones. But he looked great in the ring with with the other three. I, I really thought he was going to be like the clear cut, like greener guy in the in the ring. But he right. wasn't. He looked really good. I have to say, he he didn't let me down like in the way I thought he would. So. He did great. I thought he held up his character and the gimmick yeah. the whole time. And, you know, all I could wait for the whole match was Troy to win, though. Yeah. So, like, and, Troy, and Troy did end up winning. Uh, that's all I could wait And for. then definitely had a post-match celebration with both himself and Hunter Law. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, they have their own kind of pseudo-group called OAO. 
Uh, right. So the two OAO members got to do a uh, what I call a Benoit and Eddie uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania celebration, uh, though thankfully nobody killed anybody, so we don't have to go quite that far with it. But, um, okay. but yeah, uh, really good show. Yeah, uh, highly recommend to go to uh, Pivot Chair if you have not already to look up uh, Punk Pro. Uh, you should get the show. It's like five bucks to purchase and own it for good. So and it's so worth it. Don't be a cheap ass. Go buy it. It's a great show. It's worth it. And go buy all the other Punk Pro shows too. Um, I think you can even subscribe for like five bucks a month to Pivot Chair and then get access to like all of them. So yeah. why you're not doing that, I don't know. Uh, and then when Punk Pro announces their next show, we'll talk about that. Uh, last thing on our list, uh, this, uh, for this week, honey, uh, I got to check off a bucket list item, uh, off of my bucket list. Uh, you are which, getting older. So I am getting older, thing. right. Yeah. So yeah, I got to do stuff before I could, you know, die any day now, apparently. Um, I didn't say it. I'm just saying. You, you, and you inferred it. That's what it sounded like. Just, Jeez. Just reminding you, you're a few years older than me. Yeah. Well, five, but it's, you make it sound like I'm a hundred years older than you asked. Um, Almost. But uh, I got to uh, I, I got to have my Bobby Heenan moment, finally. Uh, All right. I officially got to debut as a manager. Well, with somebody that looked a lot like me, uh, one uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Pillar Esquire, uh, attorney at law, got to, got to debut at the last uh, ACW Proving Ground show. Uh, that show is also online if you'd like to watch it. Or you can go to the IndyCast uh, uh, YouTube page and watch just the match itself. So uh, with, with pre-match promo. Uh, but one Jacob Pillar Esquire was managing uh, the pig. Yes. And uh, I would like to thank the man behind the, the mask for giving me the opportunity to uh, live out a little fantasy there. Uh, I was but... so nervous for you. I'm glad it went really well. Or the man who looks like you. Right. Uh, it looked awesome. I was very proud of uh, kind of how it went. I'm excited to see where it might go. Yep. Is, so yeah, because I don't. I think that's the plan. Is that it's not going to stop. We've been talking about there's you know pillar and post attorneys at law, so there is a whole uh, group. You know, it's not just a not just one person. It's the entire firm uh, as part of this. So it uh, it should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to the opportunity for uh, one Mr. Maxwell Post to make his debut at some point as well. That has not happened yet, but. Okay. Uh, keep your eyes out for uh, for Maxwell Post and uh, the other the other pig has not quite arrived yet as well. Uh, in in one of our interviews, we talked about how we are uh, working to try to get his bail, uh, but we can't say too much due to a, a, you know attorney client privilege. We have to be careful with that, obviously. But understandable. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but it was it was very interesting to see the the inner workings. I mean, now obviously as a wrestling fan for as long as I've been. You, you get to know kind of how it works, but still to be, like, actually a part of it. Uh, and So, was it scary yes. going into the ring? Because that's what I worried um, about most, was you tripping so, over... So, funny So funny story about that one. So, two major things. I've made a big deal about, uh, I'm going to the steps whether you want to or not. I'm not going to try to, like, hop up on the apron or anything like that, because <laughs> that's going to go badly. Uh, so, I definitely did go up the steps. Uh, the steps are um, have definitely been beaten up and have seen a little bit better days as wrestling steps wanted to do. So I was a little scared of even just going up the steps at first. And then getting into the ring, uh, the pig attempted to hold the ropes open for me and or somebody that looks like me. 
And uh, when he swung to try to get in the ring, uh, he almost kicked me in the balls. And <laughs> that would have been horrible unto itself. And the part that really pissed me off is not that I almost got kicked in the balls, but the fact that it happened just enough that the people in the front row recognized the fact that I almost got kicked in the balls and immediately started calling me out on it. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch, what am I supposed to do now? Um, but, yeah, so I, I did get in the ring okay. I did get out of the ring okay. I didn't I didn't fall or didn't anything die. crazy like that. I didn't die. Um, the, the, uh, the promo that I had to do in the ring went okay. Um, I'm definitely talking a million miles a minute. Because that's what happens when I get nervous. But I know. Uh, should do these but, podcasts with you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, but uh, but no, I, I, like I said, I think everything went well. Uh, Bud Heavy, who we were working with, is excellent. Uh, fun guy. Easy to, you know, fun to work with. Not to, like, inside baseball this too much. But, yeah. But, uh, no, it was interesting. Like I said, you should definitely go look it up. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I'm looking forward to doing more, and uh, if you do get a chance, please go on to uh, Facebook or Twitter and look up uh, uh, Pillar and Post uh, Attorneys at Law. Uh, I believe you'll find both of our pages, and uh, go look up the pigs on YouTube now. We've just set up a YouTube channel for them, so we're trying to uh, expand the, the pigs out there and get the word out. But, that is awesome. I awesome. guess we have gotten our shit in. Yeah, that's kind of and, yeah, that uh, is kind of getting our shit in there. So, so I I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah, we've just about covered yeah. it. Uh, for uh, otherwise, uh, goodfullygimmick.com, uh, pick up merch from them. That's true. Uh, I don't think they've had put up anything new real recently. I know they had uh, gone on a small hiatus, but uh, they may be back by the time you hear this uh, better mm. than ever. And otherwise, uh, keep listening to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. For all the dozens and dozens that are listening right now, we thank you, as always, for tuning in with us. Uh, So until next time, everybody, I am always Chad Allen. And I'm Shelly Allen. And as we always say, everybody, deuces. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Oh, God, you 
shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you What's fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners you. professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.